1: Yes,
0: we are the brave We'll fight you in the The name of the brave We are the U.S. Of A. All right. Good morning, veteran Be real listeners, or good afternoon, or good evening. Again, because I don't know when you listen to this podcast, so I like to give you all options there. Today, you guys are going to enjoy this. Today, I have Andrea, and she is going to come on and talk to you about her trip through the military, and then where she's gotten to now, and how she's gotten there. Now, I've known her for a little while. We're in a little. We're in our Facebook groups, and we've been interacting a little bit here and there. I'm not like we are not personal friends yet, but we're getting to that point where things are getting a little close. We're talking a little bit more. So I wanted to bring her on. Give her the opportunity to give her kind of experience in all this about being in the military, getting out, and then going into what she's doing. And what she's doing is pretty cool, actually. I looked at her website a little bit today with my wife, and we're looking at, hey, we need to go on to do this anyway. So we're going to talk to her. So we'll be calling you soon. But anyway, so (laughs) Veterans Be Real audience, this is Andre. Andre, go ahead. You're on.
1: Hi, everybody. Andrea O'Brien, And yeah, I'm glad that I'm on here with another Army veteran. And I wanted to, to that's right. I've had like two
0: Navy guys in a row. It's been a little bit hard for me, but
1: yeah. (laughs) Oh man, heartbreaking.
0: Heartbreaking, right?
1: So the Army is such a big part of my life, of course. So once you had that experience and all the experience that come with it, it really affected everything that maybe I already amplified what you had and taught you more skills and really helps you. I joined at 16, left at 17. And so how to get my parental signature off on that.
0: Mama, dad and like that. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and um, a lot of us started that way. So really, we grew up in it and have a, a certain mindset around that, besides our previous previous life experiences. And so when I was in the Army, I ended up going the finance route, changed different MLSs from accounting to just finance to different things by the end. And so I was finance in the Army. When I was in AIT, I just I was a little go-getter as far as uh, exercising and being really fit. And so I saw the uh, airborne, future airborne peeps hang in, and I wanted to be part of that group. So that took me down the route of going to 82nd, because once you go airborne and you are support,
0: you're, you're going go to <laughs>
1: Yes. So uh, the Army, I mean, I, had, I also had my children young and different things while in the Army. And I started making my businesses come to life while still in the army. Um, I served a total of 11 years. I couldn't uh, let go. Uh, I, I really wanted to continue serving with a lifer for sure. But I always also had this mindset of building different income and revenue streams and growing just out of curiosity and that hunger. Like I wanted that success uh, is what I would yeah. identify as success. And so transitioning out was difficult more on the uh, you know like if you think about how wealth, your mindset all these things the wealth part was pretty stable because I had some things in place already but everything else was uh, sort of up fallen apart so when that happens though which many of us I feel have gone through that at one point or another as I talk to so many veterans there's some even spirituality being in the military that breaks off um it does affect the golf part naturally, because you're sort of running in a mindset of scarcity in other places of life. Like, oh my gosh, I'm losing this, I'm losing that. Um, My my friends, my comrades, what I know, what I built from this life. And so the transition was easy for the businesses, uh, but not for everything else. So definitely there were some hurdles there with that, Nick.
0: Yeah, I, same here with me. I mean, I I did twenty years, but again, I was building revenue streams about midway through my career, trying to get ready to get out, even though I knew I was going to do twenty because I was an idiot. But um, yeah, I mean, we all and then, and of course, I I tell people this all the time, and I'm glad you brought that up, Andre. Family has a huge impact. Your your immediate close knit family has a huge impact on success or failure of everything you're doing because. You know, for like me, for instance, my wife was getting upset or whatever because we're spending too much to do this to get it started. And then we don't have enough to kind of functionally do what we got to do for the kids and what we're going on. So I'm like, all right. So I'd step back and it would hold me back a little bit because now I have to cut back a little bit and I can't go as hard charges as I wanted to. So those are good things to listen. So if you guys out there listening, those are, remember, especially if you get out and you're not a single soldier or a single sailor or whatever, if you're not single and you're married or you got a spouse or you got a significant other, however you want to phrase it nowadays, I don't even know how to say it anymore. But. <laughs> You know the world but anyway
1: uh,
0: yeah the world but anyway no matter what your situation if you have somebody that's important in your life here's what my suggestion would be and I'm sure hers is the same include them so they make them feel that they get that kind of drive to be feel a part of it so they have that they want that feeling of success with you so you can share that with them because and they might not want to do nothing to do with it either because I, I know my wife is like "Nah, but just make me some money or whatever so I'm like all right so I'm <laughs> funny but you know but some family members might want to jump on with you and help you and support and then it make it a little easier for you stress wise, because I know the stress of running all the business I'm running right now on top of a nonprofit is, is it's mind numbing and and it's scary, you know, and if you don't have support from your family, you're going to be in trouble. So,
1: yeah, the, the family support aspect, I know uh, me was more I felt them from afar because I stayed near the bases where I was stationed. Uh, And also what you say is very important because as things were building, I actually ended up getting a divorce from different things occurring. In retrospect, you see the parts that were missing. Some of it was that because of my ambitions. It was like, why are you always going? We're fine. You don't have to. You know what I mean? And you can have that friction. Of course, there were other things. But I just wanted to touch that that is very important that you mentioned that, Nick, because. It it again affects starts affecting what you are doing, what you're able to execute on if you have somebody trying to essentially hold you back in one way or another. But the integrating your family does not stop because you started your business, are scaling your business, are even selling a business, opening a new one. It never stops. Uh for myself, I never really consider a balance. I have four daughters. I'm married, uh, have three businesses and their most high income revenue stream in each one. There's different things to focus on on each one. So as this time has passed and and building the businesses over, now it's been like almost 15 years of different uh, things I've gone into and sold and stopped different, you know, just serial entrepreneur. There is always that need to make sure, for me, I've never balanced. They've always part. My girls at different locations, physical locations. Um pass by, they've seen me on, on interviews or different things, and it's just a normal way of life. They don't see it as something different if I'm picking up calls or like I'm not present. In fact, it's the opposite. If I were to say, Hey, now I'm going to leave like, to do this, it's when they wonder, like, why why can't we see that? Or it's just, you know, I have a 15 and 13 year old is really what I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I even see it in my four-year-old. My four-year-old's like, Hey mom, like she'll play business. To her she'll you know office or whatever but she's thinking like oh i see my mom and my dad like picking up calls or making things happen uh so your family is crucial in that transition for sure yeah
0: yeah i, I know the feeling because i got a 14 and 15 year old daughter and i got a 21 year old son and a nine year old son so my my daughters right now are like the center of everybody's world because they're 14 and 15 and i think they're 20. you know what i mean so <laughs> You're working all that plus they're getting ready to start driving and they got to buy a car and you know they need jobs now and yada yada so yeah family can put a twist on any kind of entrepreneur expert you know expectations because it can alter you i mean some of us like you know you my kids because like another thing i deal with me personally is because i have ptsd from all my deployments and other things that, so one of the things i tell my wife all the time is the reason i do so much and i keep my mind going 100 miles an hour all the time is because if it slows down that other stuff creeps in and then that's going to impact my interpersonal relationships because I'm not going to be the person that's going to be, you're going to be, want to be around because of my anger or my frustration or whatever. So I keep my mind going a million miles. So I'm always on the computer. I'm always doing something. I'm on a phone. My phone rings nonstop all day. So it's, it's crazy. But like my wife says, that's the only thing keeping us together probably because you wouldn't like me if, if I wasn't doing stuff to keep my mind moving. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of us in the military are like that anyway, because we're so used to an op tempo of a certain level. You know, like even when you were in finance, yeah. certain times of the month, you were slammed and you were just jamming and doing whatever because payroll's coming out and da, 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 whatever. Or pay... So you're crazy busy all the time. And then you're kind of in that mindset like that's what your day's got to be like. And that's what you Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, at. even uh, as far as it sounds like you're very well over the 82nd, for some reason, I love my family that I built up. But what I realized later, I didn't know quite how different from the rest of the military it was. And um, it wasn't just uh, what you were saying at certain times of the month, it was always because rapid response force. So it was a, a 48 hour deployment, they said, but sometimes there were 24 hours and people would be rapidly moving uh, making sure entitlement benefits are paid out. And as, as it turns out, what many people don't know about because usually there's like one liaison is there's also uh, tragedies when tragedies happen we have spousal support and I did get to see a side of that is where I learned like oh man there's like one person in the whole base in charge it makes sense you don't want everybody delving into somebody's business when it's that tragic so when there were deaths and uh which there were there was uh, things there but um I will say it wasn't just like roses you know even when I was starting the business I almost fell behind again we were so young it's starting these businesses, because you're like, am I lost? Uh, sometimes even the mindset of other people thinking because you're in the military and you're programmed that you're working a certain way, like, but just things start creeping in like stigmas that really, who gives a shit? It actually doesn't matter. But at that moment, when you're starting something new and you're seeing this or people question it, or like, how are you going to do that when you're still in army? What have you deployed or things like that? You, you, you do, you kind of, uh, stop. Um, and that, that was a little difficult too, even though I was building them in, I had to stop sometimes because I would question myself and question what I was doing. And like, who do I think I am? The, the imposter syndrome kicks in. Like I'm in the military I need to focus on that. And I was, I was a hundred percent in and, and gung ho and, and took care of the shit I needed to take care of there. But with the business part, it's like people questioned you. And the thing is that, Guys, everybody listening, you have it in you. Like even uh, I, w- I was talking before about a mission. Uh, we get that ingrained in us. Mission first, mission first. The business, if you have that overarching mission, it transcends into the rest of the vision is why I said, um, I'll say that, I guess, the mission transcends into the rest of the vision of your business. And that's one of the ways, if you look at the military as a whole, why we kind of get that buy-in, pull those experiences, do not sway away from them and, and learn to embrace them as soon as possible because they're ingrained in you and it transcends into business and your success in business. And that was very difficult for me to, to really do because of those uh, limiting beliefs of others thinking because you're in the military and what you're able to do, how when in fact you're able to move faster because you're used to taking taking care of things and moving and seeing people's lives change within 48 hours and she, seeing um, other, the logistics move Uh, Quickly in that way. If you look at that, that is definitely how you can move in a business. And so that took me a while. And as I transitioned out with getting into the financial industry as well in mortgages and lending, I had to have a huge learning curve. I got my license. That wasn't the hard part of it. It was a learning curve of building the actual business of getting people to know who you are. And that part. I, before I even had like my 90 days of leave, I just, I, I would never take leave. I like went full speed double time as soon as I was out. Like, okay, they're kicking. I felt kicked out kind of the sensory, like, oh, right, I gotta go now. But it was like go time on the learning curve. Like I'm like, I have these 90 days. And then what am I gonna do? Because there was, I didn't join. Um, sometimes you, if you're licensed as a more original officer in this case, and I had a kennel and a concierge, none of them were paying me a wage, right? So you're making your income. So I was like really building that prior. And then those 90 days hit uh, full on for that focus.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's there, right? And it happens. And all those little things that you're talking about are all the little hurdles that everybody has to come over because they're just little challenges you got to face, like starting to build the business part, even though you got your license. And you're ready to do the job, but now you got to learn how to market. You got to learn how to do sales. You got to learn how to close. You got to learn how to file paperwork. You got to learn how to do taxes. You got to learn, how, you know what I'm saying? So, you got to, there's so much more to this than just having a good idea. And that's one of the things I stress with yeah. a lot of veterans I talk to. An idea is great, but then you got to go talk to experts in those areas to help you figure out how long it's going to take you to matriculate that into the business itself where you're actually functionally running a business versus the idea of, I'm going to sell insurance. That's a great job. But how does it work if you're going to do it on your own and not in an office where you got other people doing all the other stuff? Because I always tell you guys, if you're going to sell insurance, go work for somebody for a little while first. So you can kind of learn the ins and outs first before you step out on your own, because it's going to help protect you, too, because you're not going to make any major mistakes. And then you'll have a chance. So, yeah, everything with business is crazy. So, I mean, I agree with you one thousand percent that, you know, all those little things that you didn't think about that come back and bite you because you weren't ready. You had a great idea and you had a great vision and a great, and you're passionate. Like you're saying, you're all gung-ho, let's go ruck up and go do it. And then, oh crap, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I gotta <laughs> learn how to do that. So yeah, so it's it's wonderful, it's a wonderful feeling. And, and all of us as veterans, I think that's an important thing. Cause see, that's what I love about the Vetrepreneur Tribe on Facebook. Cause I'm not a big Facebook fan, but realistically I do two things on Facebook. I check veteranpreneur and then I check all my pages for my businesses. And that's pretty much all I do because the vet tribe has got so many veterans in there that have so many different aspects of business that you can reach out to and get help from at any time, you know, working with Rob and being in those groups and those types of groups that you're in, you can tie into each other. And I link up, even like me and you, we linked up. And then I got other people in the group that I've linked up with and helped them and they've helped me vice versa. So it's been huge in the sense of the growth of my business because now Rob's helping me and I got other people. So things are starting to get a little traction for me now, other than, just because I'm an idea guy. I ain't gonna lie. I'm the guy that comes up with all the ideas. And then I'm like, I don't really know how to do a subscription box service, but I'm going to start one. And I did start one and I got it going now, but I'm not re- now I'm doing it. And I'm like, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be because there's so much manual stuff I have to do on the side, not just the website, not just the getting this. Like I got plenty of vendors. I got plenty of, but there's all it's packing the boxes. You know, it's, there's a lot of work to pack the boxes and make sure the inventory is correct and then shipping and all. So yeah, it's, it's a, that's entrepreneur life is tough, man, because the ideas come fast. And then you're like, you let the idea get out in front of you. And then you're like, Oh, I put the cart before the horse and I'm not ready for this. And I, cause I'm shooting myself in the foot right now. A combat boxes going, it's going to be successful. I know it's going to be good, but now I got to step back. I do. I just like, we literally, literally step back. I'm not, I haven't done any sales. I haven't done any new subscriptions, Cause I'm not focused. We revamped the website. We cleaned it up. We shortened it down a little. We comp, we compacted it. I had like nine different boxes you can get. Now I have one. Cause I'm like, now we got to just go back to just one simple thing. Yeah. Keep it going, get a rhythm. And then we can add to it later on. So, but yeah, those are the things that us as soldiers, I think too, cause I, I have a big thing about soldiers getting hired. Like people always say, yeah, we love to hire veterans. <laughs> a lot of people don't like hiring veterans. They like the idea of a veteran because of the discipline they're going to get up and be on time. You know, all of the attributes they like about military. But we're usually a risk. We're a challenge to them because we're a threat to people in the office when we come in. Like when I first got my first job, when I got out, <laughs> I got hired, and literally I could tell within the first week that I was a threat to everybody around me that I was working with. Now because they saw my attitude and my persona and my who how I worked, and I was always on time. I actually I was always early, and dada, and like they're looking at me like, "Damn, dude, you're making us all look bad. You only been here for a week." And I'm like,
1: "You're extra. I'm just doing what I'm, just, doing? Doing,
0: I'm told. I'm, I'm told to be here at eight. <laughs> and I'm here at seven forty-five, so I make sure I'm here on eight. You know what I'm saying? But but you're a threat. And people, when they when they feel threatened, then they start submarining you and doing all those funny things to try to get you in trouble so you don't don't get promoted or you don't get that position. And I run into that all the time with veterans. I tell, I tell all my veterans, don't tell everybody in your office you're a veteran. Just tell them you just got hired and you're there. They, you know, you get in a personal relationship with them. Then, yeah, you can tell But keep it to yourself because you're going to be a threat to them. And when you're a threat to them, you're an enemy. You know what I mean? Now you're the enemy. Now you're the ISIS guys, and they're going to try to do whatever they can to, to – to, put you down so they can get ahead get ahead of you they're not going to change their and here's the thing i love too because all the people that were mad at me at my job none of them changed and got there earlier or on time or whatever they would just give me shit every day at lunchtime or whatever like why are you always early why are you trying to make us look bad i said i'm not that's just who i am i don't ever i'm never late to work you know what i'm saying that's just not something yeah. i do you know I, it's just not something i do i believe that they're going to pay me i need to be on time and follow through and do what i need that's my attitude. Now, you might not have that attitude, but that's why I'll probably get. And I tell you, I said, is it immediate? That's probably why I'll get promoted before you, because they're going to see I'm going to be the one willing to be there all the time on time and check in early. And da, da, da. And that's what they want to see. So but a lot of businesses like Harness, but I don't think the employees like it when we get hired. And it makes it really hard for veterans because they get stressed out because they feel like, you know, that's one of my challenges. I, I run it out here around Fort Hood all the time is soldiers get hired at these jobs and then they're a threat to people. And then they end up getting either get let go or they quit because the stress is so high because of the way people are treating them, but mm-hmm. it's like a hostile work environment for them. And they don't want to be there. So because civilians don't understand the difference between a hostile work environment and just being a jerk. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 don't, sure. understand. they don't understand. That's why
1: I keep laughing over here because I have some stories. I'm just like, uh, as a loan officer. So you, you have a license. And again, I went straight for, for it. Um, you were talking about insurance. It's very similar because it helped quite a few service providers who want to like, hey, I'm doing something because I see my income growing. I'm well over six figures and then I can't travel and that's what I want to do. And I don't know why. Like, I love insurance. Like they really, they're passionate, right? That's well, mortgage is similar. Like, yes, you may be W-2 by the law different things. Uh, there's no 1099s in that industry, uh, in this industry, but we have, uh, it's like you're your own, like you're your own contractor. So very, very important there is you hit so many marks when I started. I didn't tell anyone I was a veteran, but that was that was like a my own thing. Part of it had started from being in the military and questioned so much when I was starting the business about like, well, you're is like people already automatically assumed I was going to fail. I, I don't know. Like that's um, even in retrospect, you know, at the moment, maybe with security, whatever, but in retrospect, I'm like, why? Well, the why is they see just some kind of weakness? Like they're like, you have strength. In this very um concise precise place that's very straightforward telling you what to do and it's like no that's not why i'm successful as a soldier actually you know that, that in fact you want to take uh, more action you want to take initiative you need to do certain things with for example the military board. that people aren't telling you what to do you have to do schooling to get more you do correspondent um courses all these things and nobody is behind your back all the time trying to tell you what to do. And people have this idea like, like, why are you doing it? So I brought that I did bring that. And it took me a minute to get over it that for the longest, I'm talking a good like eight years, I wouldn't tell people I wouldn't just come out, I wouldn't promote that I was a veteran. I, I clients of mine, I did a lot, a lot a lot of VA loans and still very knowledgeable, still get calls for that. And that's because of that connection. But I would go away from telling prospective um, partners in, in the business uh, referral partners that is or even just other people I just was not wanting to have them all of a sudden pass a judgment on something so almost sacred to me like no don't be. Talk- if you say the wrong thing I might fucking cuss you out like let's just not even go there you know <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's my girl right there. She's like, "Look here, don't cross yeah. that line with me, because I'll let you know about it." Yeah, and that and yeah. that's it. You know, it took me like for me, I'm like I'm a veteran that I don't go around and promote that. Like I don't wear hats to say I'm a veteran or I went to Iraq or I don't. That's just that. I've never been a guy like that. I if people ask me, I don't I don't lie, I don't lie to them. I said, "Yeah, I was in the military." Yeah, yeah, but I don't tell stories. I don't you know I tell stories with my buddies that were in the army. That when we get together, we tell stories. But I don't just tell civilians like things that happened to me in the army or whatever or stuff that I did in the army it's not a conversation i want to have with them to be honest with you because they're never going to relate to it and that's one of the hugest challenges that all veterans getting out of the military because the camaraderie we had in the army like in the military that camaraderie there's nothing like it anywhere else in the world because when you look to your left and right these are the guys that are going to keep you alive if you're in combat if you look left and right these guys are the guys that are going to carry you out of combat something so you have a different mindset with the people yeah you might even like the guy to your left and right but, you know, because they're in there, you're you're in the same unit. If we're out there, they're going to do the right thing because we're all in the same unit. You know what I mean? So, but on the civilian side, man, people could, so it's tough because people could care less about you. Like I, I worked at a hospital, my second job when I got on where I worked at a hospital, I was like a, a pretty good job, really high paying, all that stuff. But literally the day, I, the minute you left the office, they could care less about you until you came back the next day to go back to work. They didn't worry about what happened to you at home or what's going on with you at home. That's your home life. Don't even bring it to work. you know. But Whereas in the Army, we were checking people's barracks room and going to their houses and stuff to check on and make sure they're living OK. You know, what I mean, we're making sure they're OK. You know, what I mean, and people just the civilian sector doesn't relate to that. You know, what I mean, because it's all we paid you to do your job, go home now and then be back tomorrow and do your job. So. You Even know.
1: that, though, as a, as a business owner, because of the culture you're building, I, I, I do want to say that now, uh, fast forward, right, and I, I still have multiple businesses,
0: yeah. and
1: one of them is an ice cream shop. I own a Baskin Robbins. And the what I want to say with what you just mentioned is you that is a powerful connection for you. Even in the shop, uh, I've had my employees uh, tell me later, that they kind of found it weird. But but now I realize, like, huh, like, that touched them. Uh, over the years, like, you know, if they come back seasonal or, or hey, I asked, like, why, why did you come back uh, during college or whatever they're doing? And they're saying part of it was because I cared. They're like, every time, like, you learned, uh, I have a post back in biochemistry and there was a couple students who started in high school and now they've even been back, like, five, six times They're in their senior year of college and they come back for seasonal kind of leave. And... One of them was telling me, like, for example, when I told you I was double majoring in Latin and biology, and you asked me what courses, I did not expect the next day you bring me like an organic chemistry book. I was like, whoa, like, she's the owner, like, and and why does she care so much? Like, what? she almost got weirded out, but yeah. realized yeah. that even though I am distant, let's do this, SOPs, whatever you want to call it that i actually cared and so that comes from the army that comes no, from no, they'll no, no. break those barriers really fast really quickly
0: you're a thousand <laughs> i'm the same way like my guys the people that work for me all know if they need something they can come to me and i'm going to help them get through i don't care if it's a car broke down or their kids are having trouble at school and i need to help them find a tutor because they know i'm going to step up for them that i'm the same way you i keep my distance at work like i don't like you know but my people know that if something's going on, because I do, I, I give them bonuses or I come to them and say, hey, listen, I want to thank you guys. You know, And if there's anything you guys need home life, whatever's going on, let us know so we can help you because we want to help you. We want to make sure you want to come back to We want to make sure you want to come to work here, not just because you're getting paid, because you enjoy being around the people that are here. And we're all have the same kind of concept about what we're doing. So that's what I try to instill too. But civilian jobs that civilians are in charge of it and stuff, and they don't have what we have. They didn't have, they never had what we had in the military that camaraderie and that brother and sisterhood they don't conceptually understand that because it's about dollars for them and like a lot of these people that i work with it's about the dollar in the end it's all about the dollar how much do they pay an hour i have one boss i work for at the hospital he said there's 72 people on on call right there's 72 people working right now in the hospital that's costing a 72,000. you know whatever he's going through the numbers of what it costs them a day for just all of us to be at work and I'm like, well, it's a good thing you guys make over a million dollars a day, then, from all the insurance claims that you're doing, so we're good, right? And so I would start laughing at him. I'm like, just calm down, bro, because we all know every patient in here, the insurance is paying for it, and, the, and you, we all know you're the, the hospital's not necessarily billing, you know, say the wage because they're trying to cover all their expenses. I said, so just relax, man. You, you know, we're all here. What you need to be doing is building our camaraderie, so we all like it, to, so we all want to come to work the next day, so nurses don't not show up for work, and then we're short nurses or we're short staff. So it was funny, man. I put. That's the one thing that I—the only thing I've ever said I've missed about the military is just that camaraderie. I don't miss the PT. I don't miss going, you know, dealing with sergeant majors, and all the other crazy stuff we had to deal with when we were in. But I miss—I miss, what? I That's miss the best being. Part. On yeah, okay. <laughs> no, 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 Maybe for you, <laughs> but for me.
1: Because
0: I was kind of where no, I was. When I, I was not that guy. One of
1: the things that I was actually in charge of in any second was. Um, I had the mobile pay team is what they call it. We were trying to start this new thing of a mobile pay team. So I would go and have to brief all the sergeant majors and the commanders on how to read. Uh, for those who don't know, your commander reads your financial stuff every single time it comes out, every payroll. They're supposed to. Supposed so I would come to. teach them how to read it. Like, hey, why did this person, didn't, they didn't get that benefit having not been reading your statements to confirm it. So things like that. So I actually, uh, I, I got a lot of skills in, in speaking because I was junior enlisted then. NCO, and I had to brief them, right? So it's like a a very different dynamic. Obviously, when you're briefing these higher level commanders and sergeant majors, and they're looking to you, they know they have questions, but there's that little barrier, like, I'm not, they're our ranking, obviously. So um, that also also translates. Um, So all these things that that you may think are weaknesses, I don't know how to do it. Uh, You don't have to know how to do everything. Getting out, the easiest thing for me was the licensing because I'm a bookworm and I just, I like research and I learned the financial markets fast, like to get my license, but you need to learn that. And I struggled in knowing how to build the actual business of getting people to know who you are. The knowledge was there, but that they don't care. They want to know who you are. Why would they help have you help their clients if there's a real partnership relationship there? And one thing that I realized uh, going back to those briefings, it helped me because I was able to articulate it quickly and strategically, right? But second, it, it, since I didn't have all the answers, and even still now, I don't have all the answers, I always, the first thing I did in those 90 days that I said I hit the boots like running, like I'm to get this done. Uh, in 90 days, there's not going to be a paycheck. What's happening? Um, I had a book and a consultant that I hired. Those are the first two things that I did. And the book was Million Dollar Broker or something. I wasn't a broker. I was a a direct correspondent lender, but they're still loan originators. Those two things changed. It wasn't like I all of a sudden was making over 100K the first six months or anything like that. Nothing like that. But I just learned from the ones that were already that successful, the proper steps versus starting wrong. So leveraging that, leveraging the knowledge that other people have and truly taking the advice go go Googling it and I know all the advice. Truly leveraging it by listening and taking action in that advice is what I can definitely tell you. Um, with Globetrot Pro, I know you looked at the Globetrot Hub, which is a travel agency as well. With Globetrot Pro, at what I do is I help, like I said, other entrepreneurs and uh, service providers to travel more. So what that means is when I look at, it's, I delve really deep when it's one-on-one. I can't do that in a group because people aren't going to They don't want to show their personal financial information, right? But I say that to say, I delve deep in the financials and then their overall model, because if they're, most of them are earning very well. So they're not on paper, everything's good. And now we're trying to tweak things so they can have the freedom of the fulfillment of the travel part. So what I want to say about that is they are successful in their avenues, like tenfold. Like if I wanted to change careers, I know who to call for X, Y, Z right because I see like holy crap like I want I see their their financials but I know that I the first thing I would do is not question them so please uh, I do want to say that as you're looking for consultants mentors looking for advice is not to go with it blindly but take action with what you know and then what you're learning take action with the steps that you need to take there from the consultants or the mentors books your books can be your mentor to actually execute that literally did save me. Again, I didn't make um, 100,000, 60 months or anything like that. In fact, the three years I was making like 75K, but that is still a high level of success. That is still high level of success from starting from scratch. And that was like the cash, like the bottom line, not um, obviously the revenue in with millions because of lending. But all that to say that that's something that's very crucial and critical in your journey. And at least it was for me, but it has it, think about in the army, what do you do in, in whatever military force you're in, you follow your next leader, your next they, they're not knowledgeable in every aspect of life, but they know certain steps to get you to their ranking. They know certain steps to follow the line. Same thing, not as blindfolded we're in this institution, we're doing this, but take action in what you know, and then the things you don't. If you're there and able to hire someone in that field, get a mentor or get a mentor through a book, which would also be pretty much hiring someone's information, right? So.
0: All right. All right. We've had a great talk. So Andrea, what I wanna ask now is what I ask all my guests at the end is basically, what can my audience do and what can we do as an audience to help support what you're doing as a veteran and what, what can we look out for? Is there a website? Is there Facebook pages that we should know about so we can go research and look at you up, maybe reach out to you for support? Because we might have people listening to this show. that might want to reach out to you because they want to get in the same field you're in. So how do people get a hold of you or what can we do to support you?
1: Yeah. So some of the business I have are brick and mortar referral base. I do have my Facebook page and I'll give you that link. And I have a website. If someone would like to get like military discounts and whatnot, I have actually a link to just that um so that's if you definitely feel like you wanted to have more support and touch base you can do that and my phone number i am old school i answer my phone 760-979-1741 like i don't hide from that i actually uh had a very long conversation earlier with someone about how i build all these businesses without all the social media and things but that's for a different time uh, but it's because of that it's just very much my laptop my phone and that's how you can find me
0: yeah, and that's amazing. And like I said, so everybody at the end of this, check out the show notes because I'll make sure that we get all those links in there so you can find Andrea and what she's doing. And if you want to reach out to her, reach out there. She just gave you her phone number. So, you know, just back up the, the podcast and listen to it again and write it down, <laughs> <laughs> but give her a call if you got questions because Andrea is going to be willing to help you because you're going to be another resource for her eventually, because if you become a source that needs her, there might be something she needs from you later. And that's how it works in the veteran community. we got to support each other. So Andrea, I want to thank you for being on today and I appreciate your time and your effort and making this possible for all the soldiers and sailors and the Marines and airmen that are going to be getting out of the military here pretty soon. And might be able to use some of this information as a benefit for them. So thank you for your time.
1: Thanks. I appreciate it guys.
0: Well, that's a wrap everyone. Hope you all got something out of this podcast today. Please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com. Support us because we got your back till next time, everyone. I'm out of here.